Hey guys, this is Low-Key Radical Podcast. I am your host, Jasmine. Welcome to our first episode. Low-Key Radical Podcast will be a podcast on my black unsolicited advice, black current events, and most of all, black conversations surrounding injustice and inequality in America. Today, my very first guest is my best friend, my baby dad, my husband, Pride. Pride, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's get right into it. Mm -hmm. It's June 2020. Our nation is in a state of unrest. Not only do we have a pandemic due to COVID-19, but black people continue to be murdered. That's just what's going on. Um, So, protests are happening all around the country due to this recent killing of George Floyd by a white cop. This is on the heels of the murders of Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor. So please, I just, as a black man, you know, working in the corporate world, working as a black leader in the black community, Mm -hmm. just describe to me the America that you envision for our two boys. Wow. Um, Well, first, I think that's a a loaded question, um, a great question nonetheless. Um, I could go on and on, I think, regarding the ideal America that I see, but I think for me there's a couple things worth calling out. Um, one, uh, you know, I envision an America, or would like to see an America where uh, black boys and black girls um, in particular don't have to work twice as hard for half or less than half the pay of white people and other people in this country. Um, I envision in America where uh, my sons don't have to fear for their lives or um, do things that are really unnecessary at the end of the day just to make it home to their family. Um, I also envision in America where um, our sons uh, admonish, respect, and honor their women, their black women. Um, I think that uh, I also envision in America where family is valued um, and not seen as something negative. And I think that that narrative has been, has started to be, uh, be painted, um, was been painted for quite some time now. And there are some systemic things at hand, which are directly and indirectly attacking family, Mm -hmm. um, as God designed it. Um, so those are some of the things that I envision. I think that at the end of the day, though, um, those are things that we can hope for. But the reality is that, and this is the hard pill to swallow, many of those things won't come to pass. Okay. So I think that it boils down to what we pour into our young, our, our young boys and girls, and particularly you and I, what we pour into our sons, the values that we instill in them, and... Uh, the legacy that we leave behind, that I leave behind for my sons, um, the tribal code that we have, what 
what drives our family, what motivates our family, what do we do it for? And of course, uh, we know that you, you and I, we, we, we seek to bring glory to God. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we can leave that legacy for our sons and help them to understand that, um, Matthew six thirty three. Right. Um, I think we've we'll we'll have done what God placed us here to do. Okay. Pertaining the family. Great answer. Loaded answer. <laughs> um I was I was a little nervous, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. This is our first time. So, yeah. you know. It is what it is. Okay. <laughs> so I mean we've been seeing the protests on T V throughout the country. Um there's been looting. You know, there's been chaos. There's been peaceful protests as well. But, um, you know, it seems a lot of the focus, especially from my, I'm not going to say my president, but the president, <laughs> the focus has been on the protests that aren't as peaceful, the looting and everything like that. Yeah. Um, me personally, I understand it. I, I would, I don't condone it, but I definitely understand it because every time I see something like this from Trayvon Martin to, you know, every person that has been killed by the police or just by a random white person who thinks that they're going to take justice into their whole own hands, I want to fight. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand the looting. I want to fight Karens. Like I want to, I want to throw hands yeah. at the end of the day. I know that's not going to get me to where we're supposed to be as a people, mm. but that's why I can say I understand where um, folks are coming from when it when the looting occurs another thing though is i mean we've been seeing on the news that it's been white people that's agitating this mm -hmm. so it'll be the ones that's kicking out the windows first or um you know just acting crazy you see them pushing black protesters in the police mm -hmm. so i mean just from your opinion what do we do after these protests like what's next do you agree with the protests that's another good question. <laughs> um, first, um, I would say that I, I certainly understand the protests as well. Um, I understand the frustration and the anger. Right. As a black man who's come from the inner city, um, I have firsthand experience with police harassment and things like that. Um, Can I've, you care to go into detail? Yeah, I mean, you know, there was times when I was in middle school, high school, I'm just hanging out, you know, with the homies and cops roll up, not no, just they, one. You're not a grown man. So you said middle school and high school. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm talking okay. about 14, you know, 13, 14, especially when I got 17, you know, 18. Uh, you know, just on in the neighborhood, on on my block, with my boys, just chilling, like not even doing nothing, mm. no guns, no drugs, like we just chilling, busting on each other. Cops roll up, not one, five, six cop cars, making us get on the ground, checking our pockets, asking if it's where the weed at, you know, like all that, you know, crazy stuff, and. That's that that was that's not just a one time thing like you in, in like in, in the city in the hoods people experience that all the time like the relationship with police is not it's not like the suburbs 
you go into the suburbs, you see, you know, we support our police department. When the police come in the inner city, the, the attitude, the disposition towards them is not like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of things that go into that, but part of it is the police harassment and police brutality. And you just can't, you know, some people like to act like that's not a thing. That's a lie. The crazy thing is yeah. that's something that they don't show yeah. ever. They don't show that, <laughs> I'll say relationship loosely, that the police have with, you know, inner cities. Like, just going through neighborhoods and throwing boys to the, boys yeah. to the ground. Black boys to the ground for nothing. Girls too. Harassing. Yeah. Girls too, yes. Yep. Yep. But children, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and they wonder why we're mad. It's like we're be, we're exaggerating. Like, no, do you do you that that stuff needs to be? Of course, of of course, we know why it's not shown, but that needs to be out there. That needs to be heard. It needs to be seen because clearly you see all of these people snapping now because George Floyd was on video. Yeah. We've been saying the same thing since forever about our treatment, but now because it's on video, we have white people that's crying and you know, looking to us like, what can we do to help? Like, why now? It's 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the fun, the, it's, it's not funny, but the thing about it is, I would say that most people understand that there's a history between black people and police in this country right. that is an extension of slavery. Um, and people people know what goes on between the police and black black people and primarily or predominantly black communities they know they just don't care mm. there's a certain population in this country that just doesn't care there is no rationale there is no logical thinking it's just pure racism and foolishness yeah. and there's no excuse for it um but at the same time, um, going back to your question, I definitely um, understand the protests for sure. Um, do I condone the violence and the looting that is also happening around the protests? You know, we have to make the distinction between protests and the looting. Mm -hmm. um, do I condone all the violence and all the all the other stuff that's happening? Um, certainly not. Um, but there's there's even a component of that that I understand. Right. Like for, like I I really do. I understand why people might be running up in them stores and and taking stuff. Um, and it goes deeper. It's it's a far much more conversation that we could dive into. Mm -hmm. Um, of course. Um, but as you acknowledge, there there are some other folks who are coming into the cities right now, and looting and you know trying to undermine the movement, the mm -hmm. protests that are happening. It's been documented. S governments, the, the local government in Minneapolis acknowledged that uh, there were folks coming in from out of town who were not black, who were inciting certain things in that community. Um, yeah. So, you know, and that that's a whole nother thing. Um, I wish that they would just get away, <laughs> like leave us alone. Um, you weren't here. You aren't here when we're trying to fight and do things in our community on a regular day. Yep. You come during this time. Who sent you? Yes. Like, what are you doing? 
you know what I mean? And we don't have to get into all that, but that's how I feel about that. Um, was your next question, what was after the protest? Yeah, what did we do with our plan? Um, well, I, uh, I posted something on my, on my Facebook account maybe a few days ago mm -hmm. and it said reaction versus response. Um, I didn't really dive into much more detail, but I was thinking about, you know, current events and a lot of it is reaction, right? We're, mm -hmm. we're reacting to the injustice that was, um, that has been perpetrated, that, that was perpetrated uh, amongst Greg, uh, Greg uh, George, George Floyd. And, um, you know, the world is reacting right now. Black people are reacting to that. And we're frustrated. We're angry. And rightfully so. And for a lot of us um, in, the, in the black Christian community, you know, we have righteous anger, mm. which is which is which is perfectly fine. It's it's OK to to have that. It's, it's just emotion. and We're all human. Um, but after that, after the protests, after these cameras and these uh these online articles stop after all the buzz stops and things calm down a little bit because it won't last forever right. um we have to have a strategy mm. and when we talk about strategy it's easy to to start painting this pie in the sky picture right like you know all black people got to come together and you know that's true we really do have to come together if we want real justice real equality in these united states of america mm -hmm. um but we have to have a strategy and i think that right now uh whatever the strategy is whatever the plan is it, it has to start small um i mm -hmm. think that we have to start local yeah. um with the brothers and sisters that we know and we have to determine how are we going to respond, not just to this incident with George Floyd, because we know that it happens elsewhere and this continues to happen week in, year out um, to different people, different black people all across this country, both man and woman. Um, but how are we going to respond to to institutional racism? How are we going to respond to discrimination? How are we going to respond to police to police brutality um so we have to strategize and it has to be something that we can sustain a lot of times movements die because um you know people fall off or everybody's not putting the same amount of effort in but we have to find people who we can rely on people we can depend on and we have to develop and sustain a strategy for the long term and once we get wins and results through those small groups or those local bodies, um, then we can seek to, to to expand. And I'm sorry to say this, you know, it's not uh, a lot of people wouldn't agree with this, but the reality is that everybody can't go. Mm -hmm. Don't be sorry. Everybody can't go. Some yeah. people just won't get it, and that's the sad thing about being in this country but strategy is is the way and um 
I think that we have a long road ahead of us, but I'm hopeful. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for joining me today. I definitely appreciate it. I mean, um, movements get started based on conversation. Yeah. Conversation is therapeutic, especially for black people and what we're going through right now. So, yeah. I mean, this is a start. Um, we're not going to have a plan every time we get on this podcast mm -hmm. and our strategy every time. But I think you're right. It's definitely something we have to work on. It has to start small. Um, it's sad to say, but, you know, people, our ancestors, people that came before us, they had a strategy, they had plans. And it, like I said before, it's 2020, and the same things are still happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've, we've come some way. We definitely did. Things aren't the same as it was in the past, but... I mean, it's it's really time for a change at this point. Yeah. I think the key is the white people need to get on board and the people with power need to get on board and they need to really hear us. Yeah. I hope it doesn't take burning down the nation for people to hear, but something yeah. has to give. Yeah. But sure. thank you again, definitely, for being on my first podcast, yeah. my first episode. This is dope. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> fun. Yep. Um, and you'll be back, and we'll be talking some more about everything that's going on today in Absol our black community. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thanks.